Good evening, everyone. Welcome to your latest Wolves Fancast match preview. As always, I'm Little Dan. On tonight's show, I've got with me two Dan's. So you're going to have to uh, bear with me for a moment. We've got Dan Keegan, Keegs on the right of me. We've got Dan at FPL underscore Black Wolf, who's joining us all the way from California. And we've got John Cooper, another massive Wolves fan tonight. We're going to be discussing the game on Saturday away to Luton at three o'clock. Um, but the latest news coming out of Molyneux uh, in the last sort of few days, Nathan Fraser has been added to the uh, first-team dressing room after a bit of a goal-scoring spree, not just for the uh, the first team after getting his first goal against Blackpool in the Carabao Cup. Um, he scored in his last two under-21 games and his sort of primary assister in those games has been Owen Farmer, has also signed a, a three-year contract extension at Wolves. Uh, Owen Farmer was recognised at the end of the 22-23 season as the club's academy player of the season <coughs> and scholar of the season. So, uh, a lot to come from that guy. Obviously, Matt Hobbs has made the, uh, the the cliche comments. You know, the hard work starts now when they get in the first team dressing room. So hopefully, we'll see more of them in the future. On tonight's show, as I mentioned, we've got John Cooper making his debut on the Wolves fancast. How are you, John? I, I'm good. I'm looking forward to it. I feel like I've just been selected for the first team, so a bit nervous, you know. That's it. I, I did um, sort of make you blush in our DMs when I when I made the approach for you to join the fancast on tonight's show. I made the point that um, when John was first got starting to go down Wolves matches in the seventies, that my parents weren't even dating. You say the lo- you say the loveliest of things. I was thinking back uh, when was my first Wolves game, and I've worked out. It was Wolves Chelsea, and we won one nil. And Mike Bailey scored the goal, and I think that was probably around about 1968. So don't even say anything, guys. Just absorb that information, and don't comment. I've brought I've brought you in as the steady idea uh, here tonight, guys. <laughs> keep keep breaking up play. Give us some sensible comments and put my foot on the ball. Yeah, that's it. <clears throat> one of the first questions we ask new people who join the fan cast is, "Who's your favourite Wolves player that isn't Steve Ball?" Uh, of all time, all time. Look, you know, I, I'm I'm a child of the 70s, uh, that great team uh, in the 70s. My favourite Wolves player has always been Derek Dugan. Uh, 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 that, that front line, though, of Dugan, Richards, Wagstaff, the great thing about that team, and I won't do it, but I could name you the whole of that team from the 70s, starting from Phil Parks through to Dave Wagstaff. It was a seminal team. But it's got to be Derek Dugan. Personality, talent. And pure genius to score goals. Uh, all three things make him my favourite. Obviously, League Cup winners in in the seventies, beating Man City in the final. Did you, did you go there. to that Wembley? Yeah, 74, 74, I was there. We weren't expected to beat Manchester City, just like we weren't expected to beat Nottingham Forest in nineteen eighty. Uh, in fact, every time I've been to Wembley to, to watch Wolves, seventy four Man City, eight Notting, uh, eighty Nottingham Forest. Sherpa Van final, and then the Millennium with Sheffield United. I've not seen Wolves losing those finals, so uh, that's entitled me surely to a free ticket. Most definitely. Uh, the other question that we ask is, what's your sort of favourite Wolves day that you've been to that isn't a sort of an iconic, like you just mentioned, the playoff final, the League Cup? Um, what's your sort of favourite way? Know, uh, I could do all the modern stuff, but I'll leave that to you guys. Uh, not that some of the modern stuff isn't spinting like I could pick it. But I really go back again to a game in the 70s that maybe some of the more veteran viewers of the show may remember when we played Arsenal in the snow. It was uh, about 71, 72. We were losing 1-0 at half time, And then it started snowing. 
and we won 5-1. And I still, as a kid, remember sitting in the Molyneux Street stand watching that. Uh, it was a league game. It was a first division match. Simply points were on stake, nothing else. But I just remember the whole atmosphere of, of the game. Uh, superb experience. And it's, it's just live with me. You know, take take into account also the stuff with, with the Nunu as well, which, which I think all sent us all the way very happy over that period of time. But if you're asking me for one game in all the games I've seen over the years with the Wolves, it was that Wolves-Arsenal game back in the early 70s in the snow. And you can Beautiful. still watch it. If, if people want to see it, it's still on YouTube. You can still watch the game on YouTube. Beating Arsenal in, in any conditions 5-1 would be a dream <laughs> for me. Um, obviously, we've already mentioned uh, Dan at FPL underscore Black Wolf. Join us all the way from California tonight. How are you, Dan? I'm good. How are you? Uh, great to have you on, Dan. Obviously, I'm going to ask you the same sort of question. Who's your favourite Wolves player that isn't Steve Ball? Would it be Steve Ball, Dan? It would, but I became a fan in 1997. I'm not quite the same age. No offence, John. <laughs> um, I went to my first game in 97. We beat Tramier Rovers 3-2. Um, in that game, Robbie Keane played. And I think he was the player that really made me become an Uber fan. He was so entertaining to watch. And I got his autograph afterwards and things like that. So I would say Robbie Keane is probably the player that got me into liking Wolves most. So are you from are you from the area originally, Dan? I'm originally from Coventry. Right, um, okay. My whole family are from Wolverhampton, so I became a Wolves fan basically out of the womb. Um, but 10 years ago, uh, 12 years ago, sorry, I met a California girl online and I came over here to visit her and I've been here ever since. We're now married for 11 years. So I live in California, but... Hence the accent. Fantastic. Yeah. Thanks for having us on the show. Obviously, you're massive into your um, FPL, aren't you, Dan? We're going to talk about that a bit more in depth um, later on. But it's game week six of the Premier League and um, the fixtures begin <coughs> Saturday. There's a lot of three o'clock on Saturday. Palace versus Fulham. Obviously, Luton versus Wolves. We'll, we'll be talking about a bit more in depth. Man City at home to Forest. Uh, Brentford, Everton is the Saturday evening kickoff followed by Burnley at home to Man United at 8 o'clock. And then there's quite a few decent games on Sunday. Arsenal, Spurs, Chelsea, Villa, Liverpool, West Ham, and ending the weekend, Sheffield United versus Newcastle. I'm going to come to you first, Dan Keegan. Looking at those those fixtures there, Who's who would be your banker for this weekend? I think everyone's going to sort of be edging towards Man City Forest. But uh, apart from that, who, who would be your banker? Uh, it's funny you say that, actually, Dan. I'm, I'm in a last man standing down here and um, I've already used Man City. So, they're, yeah, they're the clear faves this week. I think it's tough, you know. I would go with possibly Liverpool on the Sunday. I think they're starting to play decent football. They, they played well at our second half. They look good. And at Anfield, is still, they're still very, very good there. And I think that recent record against West Ham is pretty good. Uh, apart from that, I did fancy United, but I watched them in um, Munich last night and Onana, the, the keeper, had another stinker with a with a goal that he let in. But I, I felt that that was the sort of game that United could actually go away to Burnley and, and, and do the job on them. I really fancied Spurs when they went there and, and Son got the hat-trick. So I'll, I'll probably go with Liverpool this week. The last time I was on, I said Chelsea and they let me down. So I'm going to say this week, Liverpool. Liverpool is my banker of the week. Where's, where would your money be, John, looking at those fixtures? Yeah, well, looking at them, had Brighton not been playing tonight, I think, in the in the Europa, uh, I'd, I'd have gone for Brighton's. They're playing some superb football uh, at the moment, indeed, carried it on from last season. But because they've played, uh, they're playing tonight, I think, uh, it might 
tell on them. Who knows? Um, yeah, I'd like to be different, but having been at the game on Saturday and watched Liverpool in the second half, it was a great first half, by the way, but having watched Liverpool in the second half at Molyneux, they're, they're a cracking team when they when they get it together. And also, we may talk about this later, they've got strength and depth on the bench, which 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 we didn't really have on Saturday, which was, I think, the, the critical thing for us. Um, uh, so I'm, I'm also going to go for Liverpool. Um, uh, yeah, I'd like to be different, but I think uh, common sense is Liverpool. Yeah, we had uh, Neil on from the Anfield Wrap on last week's preview show, and one of the comments that he made leading up to the game was, it didn't matter what happened in the first half, they was always going to have the likes of Luis Diaz, Diogo Jota, Darwin Nunes, or Cody, Back Cody Gagpo, two of those four were going to be coming off the bench in the second half, and you look at the sort of, the lack of goals that Wolves have, have, have got clearly, it was always going to be a difficult game. Liverpool, Man City, Arsenal, these types of teams, they need 45 minutes to win a game. We need to play well for at least 85 minutes of a game, don't we, to, to win three I, I points I at the totally moment. I totally get that. I totally get that. I mean, but the first half was scintillating. Uh, what, what impressed me was the direct approach we had. Belgarde, for instance, I think is going to be a superstar for us. Uh, but, but it was the direct run at Liverpool and Liverpool were terrified. In the, in the first half, no doubt about it. Liverpool were terrified. Uh, but we haven't got the strength in depth. That's my concern. But maybe that's another discussion. You asked me about who, who's the banker, Liverpool. Yeah, I mean, let's let's talk about Liverpool, that, that performance in a bit more depth. I'll come to you, Dan. Obviously, the first half was like brilliant. Like like John said, the game plan seemed to be executed really, really well. We, we counted in, in great numbers. We turned them over quite a lot. That Mateus Cunha chances, I, I bet he'll still be um, having sleepless nights over that chance. Um, but what was your, your thoughts on the performance against Liverpool, Dan? Keegan? Um, yeah, like you said, first half, since scintillating football, Neto was unbelievable, Belgarde. Oh, that's the only good thing this season. In it, like We started in the United game at Old Trafford. Our ball carrying and our direct approach, when we go at these teams, they are frightened. There's no doubt about it. United... We absolutely smashed them for 90. Liverpool, like John said, 45 minutes. This is the only problem. We got the goal. Bang got the goal. But getting that second and third is always going to be a problem with us, with our lack of firepower. Um, and Cunha worries me a little bit in that sense. I love him. I think he's been brilliant for Wolves this season and clearly is a talented boy. But goal scoring wise, for me, he's just not that front man we need. So first half, I was absolutely delighted. Second half. They've got four centre-forwards, basically. Well, they've got four strikers, two on the bench, two play. Salah plays all the time. Who can just come on? We've got Fab, Fab Silva. I think he's still going to be a great player, by the way, but he's still very young, very raw. And until he gets going, we're really struggling on that front. But, mate, I was I was really happy. All in all, second half, we always looked like losing. I felt that as soon as their goal went in, that was kind of it. I felt that the game went away from us then, but... If we could have got the second in the first half, it's a different game then. So, um, yeah, I'm pleased, mate. We move on to a big, big game Saturday. It's these games which is going to keep us in the league. Yeah, if we play, if we play half as well as we played in the first half against Liverpool against Luton, we, we, we'll win by a number of goals. Easily. We've had Sean Crow in the comments who's made a good point because it, it isn't fair for, for us to compare our subs bench to, to Liverpool's. But the question that he asked is, if we can do that same first half against the bottom 15, do we have enough depth to see out the game? What's your opinion on that, um, Dan? Bottom left. California, Dan. <laughs> oh, I, I think we do. Against a team in the lower half of the table, I think we have more than enough depth to, to beat these teams. 
that first half is some of the best football I've seen Wolves play in a long time. I think it was some of the best football the entire weekend. Just to jump on what um, Keeks was saying about Cunha, I think he's an amazing player. I think he's almost undroppable. But I'm not quite sure how O'Neill is fitting him into the system. I think he's kind of a problem for us, to be honest. Maybe a controversial opinion here. But I really think we're lacking that firepower up front, a focal point in attack, someone like Sasha maybe. Um, I love Bellegarde, um, Lemina and Gomez as the central midfield three. Neto obviously is holding down his place on the right. So you only really have that left wing spot available. Huang is doing very well there. He's getting the goals. Where do you fit Cunha in? That's yeah, kind of... It's a, it's a massive dilemma for Gary yeah, at the moment because Dan sort of mentioned it. I think you have alluded to it there. He's not the number nine that we crave at the moment. For me, it, I don't think someone in our WhatsApp has compared him. It could be the next Joe Linton where he's been signed as a number nine, but he plays better in midfield because we right. all know the ball carrying ability that he's got. He's, he is outstanding. Oh, to me, uh, Dan, I, I think he's undroppable as well, but if he doesn't start adding goals to his game, it's, it's, a, it's a massive dilemma for Gary O'Neill to, yeah. to, to solve. Because... I mean, you don't you don't get picked for Brazil if you're not any good, you know, f- fundamentally, you know. And, uh, and I totally agree with the other guys as well. A lot of talent there, and it is, a, it is a dilemma. But I think the other thing we need to be looking at is a goalkeeper that can distribute. Don't get me wrong, I think Saar is a great stopper, and he's kept us in games in the past, and no doubt he'll keep us in games in the future. In fact... To be fair to the bloke, he kept us in the game against Liverpool on Saturday with some great stops during those frantic goldmouth scrambles, for instance. But what worries me about him, for instance, is that he does have a problem, it seems, whether it can be resolved on the training fields, another matter, in distribution. It led, of course, to the Liverpool's second goal, I think it was. So that, to me, of all the problems, we're talking about strikers. I totally agree with that. We need more firepower. But I think we need a goalkeeper from the back who can distribute... That might be Saar with a bit of training. But I think, in my view, that's as big a problem as not having a striker. It's a difficult one. I, I felt like Jose Saar was made to be the, the main scapegoat um, at home yeah. to Liverpool on Saturday. But you, you still, for me, you can't let Andy Robertson left-back score from the right centre-forward position, just run through the entire midfield without being, um, without being followed. Keegs mentioned it just that the first goal when they equalised was a, was a massive mental blow. But as soon as we went two one day and it was sort of damage limitation for me, then there, there was no sort of coming back. I don't think Jose Sars' distribution is, is as bad as people make it out to be. I don't feel like um, our defenders. I'm just fully trusting in him. I don't feel the fan base in general, especially inside the stadium, is it trusting of Wolves trying to play out the back. It's still fundamentally wrong for a lot of people of a, of a certain uh, age growing up playing football out the back is just not the way forward is it it's, um, I remember well, a few course, years ago when, when Man City first came in John uh, yeah. Man City were trying to play out from the back with their Claudio Bravo in goal and there's a match where the crowd were getting restless and John Stones is telling the Man City fans to calm down because they were trying to play football out the back look I totally agree I, to- I totally agree with this and, and, and I understand playing from the back I'm a great advocate of it I suppose I do come from the the George Berry school of thought, though, and I, you, and you know you can't get that out of your system when it used to be in those days. It's booted booted up and see the ball come down with snow on it. John, it's fine. You, you, everyone's got the same opinion. My dad cocked his fist back on Saturday when I was telling him to shut up, saying he knows nothing about football. That's 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 football. That's football nowadays. Like, you, I think you look at. 
the the process if Wolves want to play football out from the back, it's not going to be an overnight thing. I still don't no, think okay. we've we've got certain players who are comfortable playing out from the back. Uh, it'll come with time. You look at one of the stats that came out earlier on uh, this week. Brighton haven't um, done a long distance goal kick. Every single goal kick that Brighton have had this season, they've played out from near enough their own six yard box. This is three or four years, maybe like maybe longer since Graham Potter was there. These foundations have been put into place. And I, I still think behind Man City, Brighton are one of the best teams to watch in this league. They're, they're, I agree. Fundamental. They're, they're so well drilled. Every man knows his role. You look at the likes of Adam Webster, Solly March, um, Pascal Gross, if they join another side, do they play as well for another side as they do in this system for Brighton? I don't think they do, but I think that's um, a, a question like that'll be asked to Brighton this season, whether they've got the depth to sustain it. I think that they're, they're, they're top four material for me, Brighton, this season, but this is the Wolves fan cast, not Brighton fan cast. So let's talk <laughs> about the big game on, on Saturday. Um, the Opta uh, supercomputer has Wolves um, having a 36.5% chance of winning the game to Luton's 34.1%. Keegs, it's a big game for you more than the rest of us in here this weekend. Uh, Born and raised in Luton, it's it's literally Derby Day weekend for you. It is, mate. It's a a real big one, especially I think it's been 10 years since we played Luton. Uh, Definitely down here at Kenny, and I think that was when Luton were non-league. They beat us 1-0 that day. And I was there that day. That was awful. A bad day for me. Early January, snow, cold, and we lose to non-league Luton. And they're all my mates. End of Solbakken. And before that, um, I had a real good memory. We went there in 2006. And a few of the lads I know played. uh, Keith Key played. Kev Foley was in Luton's team then, before he came to us. Um, And Leon Barnett scored a header before half-time. And I remember looking to the home end. And I see all my friends. I'm in the away end. And this is when we used to have 3,000 in the Oak Road at Luton. And I look over and I see my dad and my little brothers all giving it the big one about Luton Town and get all giving it this. And in the end, we won 3-2. Uh, I think the winner was Carl Henry that day. So it's some really good memories. Um, I, I can't wait for the game. It seems like years and years in the waiting for me down here. I'm taking a lot of stick. I'm a PE teacher. The kids are giving me stick. I'm always wearing a balls clobber at work. So I'm taking stick all week. And to be fair, it's a, it's a, it's a six-pointer. And it's one that they'll be looking at, the same as us. They're looking at us like, we've got a chance here. We're going there thinking if we don't win this, we're in trouble. But they're probably even even more in trouble. They haven't got any points on the board. But I feel like Luton have been unlucky, mate. It's, it, um, they've played okay in a couple of games this season. The West Ham game, they've done all right on a Friday night. Um, they did, did okay at Chelsea until Sterling scored on like 70 minutes. But they're a little bit like us. They haven't been able to sort of put the, put the ball in the net. Um, so, yeah, massive game for me, mate. Massive, massive. I am confident. I am confident. I think that if we play, just like John said, if we play... Anywhere like that first half, we can really go at Luton and we can trouble them. But the pitch will be a different different factor. Kenilworth Road is a very small pitch. The, the, the fans are right next to the ground. It's an, quite an um, imposing ground to play at. So, yes, I think we will win, but we're going to have to seriously stamp our authority early on the game. And then, I, and then I feel like we can win it. But don't take them lightly. Luton will be bang on this. They've got great support. And um, yeah, fingers crossed we get it, mate, because I can't face work on Monday. All the game after around Luton Town, seeing all my mates. So, yeah, looking forward to it. That's the thing that concerns me that you've just said, sorry. Um, Kenilworth Road being such a small ground. um, I do get concerned that we have the likes of Neto and Huang and Cunha who like to get the ball and drive forward. Can they really do that against Luton at Luton's ground? 
That's my only concern. Otherwise, I think it's a comfortable win for Wolves, to yeah. be honest. Yeah, Dan, Dan, that's funny you say that because I noticed in the West Ham game for the opening 10 minutes, Luton did okay. Luton, sorry, Luton. I'm from Luton, you see. I don't pronounce my teams, Dan. Um, Luton did very well in the first 10 minutes or so. But once you saw West Ham, the Paquettas, these sort of top quality footballers get on the ball, Bowen, James Ward Prowse, all of a sudden Luton looked a little bit inferior to them. But if they start well, we're on the back foot, they're getting balls in the box. They've got big centre forward. Carl Morris is a very good player. Adebayo, I think, struggling a little bit more. And I thought he would. I think he's maybe more of a championship player. And if Giles plays, Giles whipping the ball in. We know what he's got from Wolves and we saw it in the friendly in the summer. Like Giles is a good left back and he's got a great delivery. So it's a massive game for them and they're building it up down here as much as we are. So six pointer. I think the key, I, I think I think the key is what the you've all been saying here is starting well. We 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 have to go at them from the start. If we if we sit back, then that's gonna give them confidence to come at us. Something may happen. They get a goal and then we're really in trouble, I'd have thought. So for me, the, the first 20 minutes, I know actually, as I speak, it sounds like a cliche, but sometimes the cliches are true. The first 20 minutes in this game are absolutely vital. The yeah, first goal is vital, I think. If yeah, Luton yeah. get that first goal, I'm going to be very concerned that they're just going to sit back and we're not going to be able to break them down. We can't let their fan base get into a rhythm of sort of feeling like they're on top of the game. We need to dominate possession from the off. Obviously, the first goal is always key in every Premier League game. Uh, Like you've already mentioned, the pitch is going to be really tight. The crowd will be on top of them. You'll feel like the the crowd on their, literally on their backs as they're running, taking throw-ins and whatnot. It's, like I said, it's an imposing game, but we feel like it's a game that we've we've got to win on Saturday. It's, It's like Dan mentioned, it's six points to a degree. It's not in the big scheme of things. There's so many games left to play, but the tension, the sort of um, turmoil that is building um, in the fan base, if we don't pick up um, three points on Saturday, will rise. I still feel like Gary O'Neill has got to be given a lot more time to stamp his authority on this team. I felt like in the opening five games, that in periods, we've played some really good football, not just the opening uh, 45 against Liverpool on Saturday. We talked about the 90 minutes against Man United. I felt during periods of game, um, at home to Brighton, we gave them a good game, but I don't think you can go toe to toe with Brighton for 90 minutes the way that we wanted to play, trying to press them high. I feel like they they played their way through it really well in the end. But on Saturday, three o'clock at Kenilworth Road, we've just mentioned the pitch being tight. Uh, last Saturday, it was a midfield three of Lamina Gomez and um, Belgard. For you, Dan, do you feel like that midfield might need tweaking? Obviously, Tommy Dore made his. Uh, debut for Wolves. Do we need a player that, that can maybe dominate possession more than a a bell guard and a Neto both being on the on the pitch at the start? I, I I would personally stick with the same team. I think we played so good in that first half. I think it's more than good enough to dominate that game against Luton. My only change I think I'd possibly make is put in a central forward, someone like Sasha. Give him a go for this game so we can get those balls into the box. I think we can really hurt Luton from that area. But I wouldn't change that midfield three at the start. I, I think yeah, that I think, I think that's one of the really, best midfield three. Really stood out last Saturday, didn't he? Yeah. He, um, oh, he did look a player. Obviously, um, burnt out towards the end of the game, but all the sort of creativity. The only frustrating thing that I remember from his performance last Saturday was when he, sh- he should have got a shot away, but he tried to flick to to Neto yeah. on the edge of the box. That it was all set up. I, I thought he was outstanding. He was so much better than I expected of him obviously everyone saw the youtube compilations of him and he looks a talent uh pacey happy to dribble always direct always wants to move forward so like i said he, he would be good in that number 10 on saturday be interested to see how gary o'neill plays it you, um dan just mentioned sasha there john 
How's your sort of mindset in regards to who should be leading from the number nine position on Saturday? Look, I've got a lot of uh, hope uh, for Fabio, for instance. I know he's having a difficult time. We tend to forget he's a young lad, but he's learning his trade. And when you actually watch him in close quarters, when you're actually at a game, you can see the skill the lad has got. But I think in a game like this, which is going to be quite high octane and in, in, in your face, I think Sasha's shown me in, in the games he's played, he can actually mix it if he has to. So I, I, I would, if he's fit... And if he's able to play at this stage, I would go for him. But on the same subject, though, of getting in faces, on the on the midfield question that you, you, you put out a minute ago, absolutely, the midfield three against Liverpool on Saturday were superb. And I would struggle to change them. But I just wonder, in a game like this, which is going to be in your face, Luton are going to mix it with us, whether you need someone who's capable of doing that and who understands the culture of that. And I'm wondering whether Tommy Doyle is the man who actually would understand this particular game. And so whether we should be picking someone in midfield like that who understands this sort of game and the culture of this sort of game might be a shrewd move with the option, of course, of substitutions at an appropriate time. So totally agree with what Dan in California said about the midfield three on form. I wouldn't even blink straight back in. But I just think in a game like this, given what we've all been saying about the close quarters of the ground as well, we need a player who can mix it a bit. And maybe Doyle's, Doyle's the guy. But just putting that out there as a contra view, uh, it's a difficult one. Yeah, what's your mindset on the on the lineup for Saturday, Keegs? Um, yeah, I do agree that the big problem we have is Cunha. Um, if we play Sasha, we're losing possibly our best player in some ways in Cunha this season. Um, the only thing I think with Kunyan, he might be someone who might be able to drop in there. You know, the way he can carry the ball. Like you said, a bit like a Joe Linton, Havertz sort of drops in there for Arsenal now and it looks like he's, he played well last night. Um, but apart from that, I think the team the team that we, we played on Saturday should be more than good enough. That's clear. But John, that is a good point. They're all sort of foreign, which is, you know what I mean? This is a completely different setup. They go down to Luton. You know, the, the ground, it being so tight. And now that's a really good point you made about Doyle. He might be that little bit more crafty to know that we're going to, we're going to have a real game on here, boys. Like, this, this ain't to be taken lightly. Yes, it's, it's a club that are at the bottom of the league. But that's a that's that's a really good point that John made there. I feel that maybe dropping Doyle in there for, for one of the three, I don't know who, because Belgap Belga was so good, wasn't he? Um, but I imagine he will play the same team, to be honest, Dan. I think he will play the same team that started. And hopefully we get Neto at them. From the get-go, we're, we're pumped for it. We should be okay. But, yeah, good points from both lads. Um, I I'd be pleased if you just played the same team. Cunha, give him that chance. If he can get off the mark, who knows? Because there's other clubs looking at him. He's so good. When when people are seeing them, seeing Wolves on the TV, everyone I speak to down here saying he's unbelievable. And I'm like, he is unbelievable. But he ain't getting us the goals we need at the moment. Um, so, yeah, play the same team. I think there's goals there for us on Saturday. I really do. I, 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 think, I think our first 11 is as good as many, many first 11s in the Premier League. I think our issue, as I said before, at the top of the show, is is the strength in depth from the bench. Yeah, it's, it's like I said, you, you look at the likes of our bench recently, it has looked stronger, but it's still lacking goals, isn't it? Obviously, Matt Doherty, Danny's um, FPL sort of always Royalty. differential. Yeah. He hasn't really started much this season, but he's, he's been to be given some game time at, at some point. Um, 
Dan Keegan, obviously you're a bit more in the know of, of Luton than, than us guys. Who are the players that we need to be a bit concerned of on Saturday? Um, I would say Carlton Morris is their clear threat. And I, I think he's been good this season. Uh, they've missed chances too. Like Morris, if he gets going, he, he, he's a Premier League player. I do think that. Uh, their fullbacks, I thought, was a real strong point for Luton this season. Yet on Saturday at Fulham, I'm fairly sure they play Kabore and Bell maybe. Whereas I feel like if Giles and Doughty play, they've both got real tech, like they've got great technique. Like Giles, if he gets up that left, whenever I've seen him, he's looked very good. But then Rob Edwards dropped the two of them for the game at Fulham. But I do feel like Giles will be back. I feel like Kabore played well at Fulham. So I feel like they're flanked. If they can get it wide and then into the big centre forward, and if they play both of them, Adebayo as well, then our centre halves, Kilman, we're, we're built for it. You know what I mean? Our centre halves, like Kilman and Dawson, are, are built for this game because they're going to be up against it. There's going to be physical. It's going to be physical. There's going to be balls flying in the box. So I would say Colton Morris and possibly their wingers. I don't know if Ross Barkley fit. Um, I don't think he's looked great, to be honest, at the moment, how fit he is. Um, only time will tell. I know he's got absolute quality for that for that um, for that team, but I would say the flanks and Carlton Morris, Barkley, Chong looked very good in the friendly against us. He's a good talented player, um, so that the Chong in the middle of the park is a good player. But I would say Morris, and if they play Giles and Doughty or Giles and Kabore, they would they would for me be that they're probably that the dangers. Yes, we know full well any ex Wolves player is going to play well against us anyway. So <laughs> it's that's why he'll play, I think. Isn't it? <laughs> Do you know the uh, the scene in the Matrix where the uh, Agent Smith says that's the sound of inevitability? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Saturday at three o'clock, obviously we're yeah. waiting Luton. Luton are now the only team without a point in the Premier League this season. It's it's got the making of a classic Wolves, hasn't it? But hopefully we've got enough in the bank to to try and move ourselves up towards the the mid table um, area. Tough game. It's always is at Luton. They, they never make it easy for us. Um, the only sort of conundrum left to discuss is Santi Breno. Uh, Dan, obviously, signed on, on deadline day from Girona. Um, Wolves have been shipping goals for fun recently. I'm of the impression that I believe Craig Dawson would have been given the captaincy this summer if the if the plan wasn't for him to be upgraded. Santi Breno has now arrived. Is there any sort of mindset for you that he could start on Saturday? I... Uh... I don't think he was starting against Luton. I think that's made for Craig Dawson, like Keeg said. Um, he understands the game. He understands the um, physicality of it. However, going forward, I think it's probably time to bring Bueno in, um, particularly at Molyneux against the, the better teams, but not this weekend. I don't no, think you can throw him in against Luton in such a physical, important game for his first debut. No, Dan, sorry um, sorry to cut you off there. Mate, that's exactly my point. I feel like Kilman and Dawson, we need the two of them for this. Throwing Bueno in, it could be disastrous. Like, yeah. Don't get me wrong, going forward, I feel like Dawson isn't the player this season. He was last season. I feel like he's a little bit too slow at times. I felt we got caught against Brighton a fair amount, sort of too high in that, and they were in behind. But yeah, Dan, like you say, we definitely need Kilman and Dawson, definitely Dawson at their best in this game against Luton. Yeah. John, your first episode of the Wolves Fancast tonight. What's your first Wolves Fancast score prediction? Uh, uh, 2-0 to Wolves. Plain and simple. I like it. Keegs? Because uh, it's Luton, I'll go 3-0 Wolves. We'll, we're, on the, we're on the goals. We're on the march. 3-0 Wolves. 
California, Dan, first show as well. What's your score prediction? These are the sort of moments where you can end up going viral, guys. Keep right. going for 3-0 Wolves. Um, Dan, what's your prediction? I'm going to say 2-1. I think we concede. Uh, Dan, I don't care if we concede as long as we get three points. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it can be 99-98 for all I care as long as yeah, we get three points on Saturday. I'm right. going to go over high scoring four three Wolves on Saturday. I, f- I feel like we're still shipping goals for fun, but hopefully we've got enough firepower. We've just spent that sort of 40 minutes talking about how we haven't got enough goals, but I'm going for a four three Wolves on Saturday. <laughs> Uh, go through uh, some of the comments before we close the show. Peter Yam Yam S4 is going for a 1 1. Sean Crow saying it's win or bust. Um, why are we? It's, what's that? Peter Yam, we are under useless O'Neill. Happy with a draw, guys. It's a draw mentally would not be satisfying for the fan base, but I think it wouldn't be the end of the world. Obviously, we've got Man City to follow. Well, that's what I was about to say. Oh, yeah, that's what I was about to say. It's not just the score against Luton; it's the fact that we've got a game against Manchester City coming up. And I, you know, I'd love to be an optimist on it, but you know, it's it's unlikely we're going to get anything out of that. So, another reason we need to win on Saturday, not just because it's Wolves Luton and it's in the mini league, if you will, but it's because of the game that's coming next as well. We need to get some points on the board. And I was I was actually talking about the fixtures the other day. Wolves have got really difficult fixtures this season in terms of we have a, a winnable fixture and then we immediately play one of the top teams. It's going to be very hard for us to get momentum with like a nice run mm. of easy fixtures, let's say. Easy fixtures, let's say. I'm, I, don't, I'm I literally don't that. think there's any easy game in the Premier League now. If, you, no. if, you're, not, if you're not 8 out of 10, your, your entire team, you could get beat majority of weeks. Uh, Connor in the comments section, if we get a draw, it's going to be a scary season. I just feel like we just need to start getting points on the board by hook or crook. I think the performances will come later. Um, I say it's going to be a tough game on Saturday. Uh, Dan, obviously, we've got you on the show. Massive into your uh, into fancy Premier League. Tell us a bit about the channels that you work with. And um, I'll, I'm going to go and ask you for your help to sort yeah. my team out. Yeah, so I'm, I'm actually Wolves correspondent for All About FPL, who are a website who creates um, fantasy football content. I also run an FPL USA group since I've moved to California just to bring together managers within the USA. So we have meetups and we have leagues and we have group chats and things like that. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hugely into my FPL. So who's been your um, player this season that's sort of got your points against the uh, the Harlands and the Sellers of the world? I think it, it's the Madison. It's the Tottenham guys. Tottenham have shown that a really attacking team this season, I think. You need to be looking to get those players in your team. I was looking at the team that you sent me earlier. I, I think the fact you are lacking Tottenham is probably the only thing that's really hurt you this season. Yeah, it's Tottenham that's killed me. I've never gave. I'm not. I'm not giving. I'm not giving Tottenham any faith this season. And Chelsea yeah. are even further away from that. I wouldn't <laughs> yeah. even. I wouldn't even have Chelsea uh, printed out for a, for a coaster. They're that bad. Uh, <laughs> Stu classically from the Wolves fancast is predicting one 0 Luton. That inevitability of Luton not having any points after. Um, Four games is literally classic walls written all over it. Let's take a look at my side so far. I think I'm mid-table of the Fancast League um, this week. I don't think I've got a bad side um, this game week, Dan. Obviously, a lot of those players at home, Foden and Haaland. I think you'd be bonkers not to have Haaland captain at home to Forest on Saturday. Obviously, Salah's the differential at home to West Ham. I think he's got a good record against them. But looking at my side on the left, I've got one free transfer, 0.4 million to spend. 
apart from you've always said so what what player am I replacing there to get a Tottenham player in is what you're telling me. Well, I actually think this week you want to be looking at the Newcastle defence because they have a nice run of fixtures coming up. Especially if you're looking to wildcard soon, you're probably going to get two Newcastle defenders in your wildcard. I'd be a little concerned playing both White and Gabriel against Tottenham. I, I think Tottenham score. Um, Newcastle defenders are going to be very highly owned. So if Newcastle keep a clean sheet, that's going to really hurt you. So I, I actually really like your forward um, seven. So for me, it would be um, Gabriel or White or even Chilwell out for someone like Trippier or Cher or Botman. Are you uh, into your fancy Premier League keeks? I am, mate. Um, I'm in your fancast league, Dan. I'm about third. Okay, so yeah, that's it. I'm, 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 like, I'm because I said I'm mid table. I'm yeah, looking at the people Dan. behind me instead of further up at the moment. That's my problem. Yeah, Dan, I did think you were in there, but I just didn't look that far down. You know, I didn't really that's scroll it. down. I just didn't have time. You know what I mean? Just only looked at the top ten. <laughs> it's a 38 game week season. I, I, I always come on strong. Uh, thanks to everyone that's joined us on tonight's Wolves Fancast match preview uh, alongside Audi and the Boston Coffee vending company. We'll be back on Sunday, hopefully with a good result uh, to tell you all about. So as always, follow us, follow us at Wolves Fancast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, MySpace, Bebo, whatever you want to join us on. We're, we're probably there nowadays. Uh, thanks to John for joining us on tonight's uh, on his on his debut. California Dan at FPL underscore Blackwolf. Follow him for all your fancy Premier League hints and tips. I know I will be. I'm going to try and offer him money to just take control. You know, like the um, assistant manager function on Football Manager. Dan's going to be doing my team for the rest of the season. We've got a brand deal. And uh, Keegs, I wish you all the best on Derby Day weekend for you and the rest of the Wolves fans out there. Take care, everyone. Enjoy your weekend. We'll see you soon. 